All right, I met this beautiful lady through Instagram as I was scrolling on her page and I fell in love with it. Like when you go check it out, it's neat, it's straight to the point, it's the truth and it's so inspiring. So Bree, can you come on and introduce yourself to us? Hi Sharice. Um, so I'm Bree. I am the creator of the Blessed Mother account. Um, so it's something that I've recently started. And yeah, I just wanted a community of mothers who, you know, want to be real about their motherhood journey. And also just add in the faith because I've seen a lot of accounts and it's, you know, a lot of the same stuff. So I said, no, I want to I want it to represent me and the mothers that I know that are out there like me. So here I am. That is beautiful. Thank you for doing that because I'm sure it wasn't easy. Like if you are looking, comparing, you can feel like, uh, I don't know if people are going to, you know, really accept it. But you mentioned some key things. I want to talk about when you said you want it to be yourself and add the faith component. Because mm -hmm. I just stopped following a mother, you know, page because they were kind of dancing and uh -huh. on live and I was like that's not me I'm not even gonna entertain this mess I might as well just unfollow because I know I'm <laughs> exactly. not gonna watch it <laughs> so can you talk about that a little bit yeah no definitely so the funny thing is I am not even really like a social media person because of that but then I thought, you know what? God has given us all a purpose and we have to use all the tools out there available. Oh, just bear with me a moment. I've just got a oh, little visitor. Okay. Just a second. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, so I'm not even really the biggest social media person, just simply because I've always felt that social media had lots of things on there like you said that wasn't me and I feel as the years have gone on social media is just really doing too much I think now people are doing a lot just to get views but you know I felt God has given us a purpose and we have to use the tools of today's society but just not replicate what you see which is why I decided to go on social media and you know, as you said, it is a bit tricky in the beginning because you think, oh, faith. Like, although you know you're a believer, you know a lot of people are more likely to, like, not follow you or not want to hear anything to do with faith. But then I said, do you know what? At the end of the day, it's not even about the people. It's mm -hmm. about God and representing Christ. So whether I have 100 followers, whether I have 1,000 followers, I have to be true to me and the purpose that I feel that God has given me believers now we just have to stand in that own that because i feel 100%. like every the world and everything that's going on is going crazy and running rapid because we're not standing up because we're exactly. not exactly no i a hundred percent agree and i feel like we're in a stage of life where as Christians, people easily mock us. Like I've seen so many posts on social media that mock Jesus, that mock Christians. And I feel that I don't know what it is, but just as a unit, we're not as ready to stand up and say, no, we're not having this. We're a bit more relaxed compared to let's say 
other religions. So I think it's really important that we do come together now and just stand up for what we believe in and say, we're not taking this lying down. This is Christ. You know, there's a difference between shoving it down people's throats and just saying, well, this is God, this is what we believe, but we will not stand for you making a mockery out of our faith. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, honestly, that is it. And like you say, it takes a while to get to a place where you get over the fear, you get over kind of the embarrassment, you get over the what are people going to think, and you get to a place where you can marry your message with love um, so that it's easy for people to receive. Um, so yeah, once you get to that place, it really is a beautiful thing because then you're confident in what it is that you're saying and you're confident in Christ. No, definitely, that's true. And it, the thing is as well, it's like your faith will kind of go in peaks and lows depending on what phase of your life you're in. And, you know, that's okay. Like people shouldn't feel that it's going to be one steady thing because sometimes you build your faith up to a point where you can handle certain obstacles and then you get an even bigger obstacle that your faith isn't ready for yet um but the key is just keep holding on and just know that God brought you to this point thus far he hasn't failed you and so he's not just suddenly going to start failing you yeah I think what that is is because we want to be accepted and so in order to be accepted you feel okay this person is saying that I'm too much okay so let me make myself acceptable to them but like you said if you go to Louis Vuitton I'm sorry if you can't afford it bye they're not there's no discount there's there's not anything and it's it's tricky because we just want to be like everyone but God has set us apart and I think we just need to be able to get to the point where we stand our ground. And as long as what you're charging is actually going to match for the service or the product that that person's going to get, you can't serve everybody. So if they don't want it, we just have to be willing to accept that loss and wait for the right person. Well, hey, Kendra, I'm so glad to have you here on the show. We were just talking about how us being busy homeschooling moms, I was in the back doing something, um, you know, random at the last minute and you were editing your paper. Can you introduce who you are and then we'll talk? Okay. My name is Kendra Price. I am a homeschool mom of four and I'm a blogger, a homeschool blogger at www.aheart4homeschool.com. And um, I'm a teacher. So when I say teach, I used to teach in the traditional public school classroom as a chemistry teacher, but about seven years ago now, um, I was called and inspired to homeschool my own children. And I've been doing that. And in so doing that, I have also gone on to teach ESL to um, kids in China. I've taught a chemistry class that I've designed. Um, and I um, have taught in co-ops and whatnot. So, well, I chose to say that because I am a believer, I'm a Christian. 
and my husband and I are Christians and homeschooling actually came about through prayer um, and just frustration with um, our kids' education and what I saw as a public school teacher. So it is definitely a calling. Um, it was a God-sized task. So homeschooling was bigger than just what I could do in my own strength. So I definitely always um, want people to know that God or Christ has to be at the center of homeschooling for me. <laughs> so first of all, um, we have similar similar experiences of how we got started because it um, for me, the way we even was encouraged to homeschool, we did pray about it. We were frustrated, but we actually uh, got invited to my, me and my girls got invited to a homeschooler in our community and we didn't know each other very well, but um, she discussed homeschooling because I was curious and they shared books and resources with me and, um, and, and then I brought those resources back home and my husband and I like looked at them and we prayed about it and that's how we got started. But it was a faith task. I mean, it was a faith move because we didn't have money necessarily to get started like we wanted at first. Um, and then through the first two years, I would say of homeschooling, that was a huge adjustment because um, it, every day was different. <laughs> Our kids had to get adjusted to homeschooling. Um, I had to get adjusted to being a stay-at-home mom and not bringing in income initially um, where before I had a career. So um, all of those things and just finding out what was available as a homeschooler. Uh, it took time. It took, you know, our kids, when we first started, and even now, of course, being kids, siblings, <laughs> they're having to get adjusted. So there was some infighting at first with each other because they weren't used to interacting with each other as closely because they were always, you know, at school most of the, of the day. So um, that really, those dynamics in terms of how we related to each other, that was also like a challenge at times. So... It was a lot. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I, I'm listening to you like, yes, amen. All right. <laughs> because, um, you know, when you first start homeschooling, or at least when I did, I was still in this whole public school mindset, right? So I wanted to spend all this money to create this perfect environment mm -hmm. uh, with tables and bookcases and all of this stuff to make me feel comfortable. Um, the curriculum I wanted was more expensive and I didn't. So, you know, the first thing was money. And I really wish that someone had told me, but I've discovered over time that you don't need all of that to start. Come on, say you it know? again. Look, somebody listen. Okay, you don't need all that, but <laughs> to start, you know, it's organic. You use your whole house completely more so than you do when you're just working outside the home and living in it. Um, really you just need it to be as a parent willing and involved and so that was an adjustment but also you're right um when we first start out there is an adjustment in terms of mindset where we have this attitude typically as women now that if I'm not 
working outside the home, if I don't have a career, if I'm not bringing in money, um, then somehow I'm not successful or I'm failing. And a lot of times our identities can be wrapped up in who we think we are. So I always consider myself a chemist, for example, and prided myself on the ability to go out. You know, we've moved a lot with my but I was always able to get good jobs, right? So when I moved, well, came home, all of that kind of ceased. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. I needed that time. I needed that time with my kids, with my husband, to, and God had to really do a paradigm shift. And he had to show me what success was in, or is in his eyes. Um, and then it's like you said, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be added to you. God called me to homeschool, and over time, when I did obey him in that, then after a few years, God opened up finally for me other avenues for me to bring in income comfortably that didn't impact my homeschool. Now, that was my story. Um, that may not be the case for everybody like it happens that way sometimes we do have to work outside the home or we have to make adjustments but i do believe and agree that whatever is necessary if you obey god with your home life and you're taking care of what you need to do at home he's going to arrange and order everything else around you well i just want to clap i want to because <laughs> honestly so before I even started Blessed Mother, it was probably an idea, how old my daughter? My daughter was two now. So probably about six months in of having her, Blessed Mother was an idea, but there were just so many kind of limitations. I'm scared what people are gonna think. Um, do I even have anything of value to add? Um, oh, there was just so much that I was battling with in terms of putting myself out there and following the purpose that God has given me. Even with the podcast idea, I probably have notes for a podcast going back four years. <laughs> and, you know, one day I was like, girl, this is four years old. When are you actually going to put something into practice like when are you going to just get over it and I had a moment was it last year where I think I was just in a bit of a funk I was frustrated with work I was frustrated at where I was kind of in my postpartum journey I was just like in a real emotional state and I was just annoyed that oh I want to do this but the way life is at the moment I'm not really giving myself the opportunity and then I, I dealt with my emotions I let myself cry and then what came out of it was I sat there in my bedroom in the dark and I said you're really complaining there are people out there that have got way more to deal with than you and they're still pursuing whatever it is that they want to pursue and so I said to myself you know what you've just got to make it happen no more excuses and um there's a there's a um 
there's like a female membership called the Female Entrepreneur Association. And one of the things that Carrie Green had said in like one of her challenges earlier in the year was that imagine you only had this year to do whatever it is that you want to do um, or to start. And that at the end of that year, if you haven't done it, you're never going to get the chance to do it again. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to go with that mindset. I've given myself that year, which is why I had to start Blessed Mother by the end of last year. So I was like, okay, fine, December. I gave myself the goal and I worked to kind of creating content and just planning. And then I just went for it. And my mantra this whole year is literally, you've just got to make it happen. Stop making excuses. Because honestly, they we are, we are our own obstacle. And until we realise that, we're always going to say, oh, yeah, but I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do that. But do you want it bad enough? And that's just the point that I got to. I like, you just have to stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> do you want it bad enough? <laughs> Well, and that's that's the other thing, you know, we say we tell ourselves like I guess the biggest thing is just to the importance of discipling your children, you know. And that doesn't mean that your children are not going to have struggles, they're not going to have issues, they may not fall into certain things, but discipling them gives them the best opportunity to come back and to to triumph, right? Over whatever adversity they face. So um, you know, Sunday school is not meant to disciple your children. It's meant to come alongside of parents that are discipling their children, right? Yeah. Same thing with school. Um, you know, everybody has different dynamics. If homeschooling is not for you, I still think that there is value that can be taken from homeschooling parents about discipling your children and being intentional in what your your um teaching them and the example that you're setting I mean those things are invaluable as well so definitely yeah I want to say and I want to encourage parents like you know for me my mom was a single parent and she was um but and I, I was in school right but that's the thing the shining thing that I loved that my mom and my grandparents and whatnot um they and my dad I mean because my dad has always been a part of my life, um, that she came alongside me. She was, they were big on character. We talked about the Bible. We talked about right from wrong. We looked at, you know, what was going on in our lives. And my mom, to the, my mom is my best friend, but it started, right? It started from uh, when I was in school and sharing with me and walking alongside of me at the end of the day um, and talking to me about, you know, life and, and character and the Bible. So even though, even though I wasn't homeschooled, right. Um, I feel like, and I, and I know that God used my grandparents and my family and my, my mom and my brother to, um, cause he was nine years older than me, but use them to, give me a kind of a foretaste of what yeah. homeschool would be and what what would be important to me within homeschool because yeah. I, I had that 
So God, here's the wonderful thing about God. Our experiences may be different, but God's word will not return to him void. So whatever path that he chooses for us to take in order to get to certain understandings and whatnot, it all glorifies him, right? And it's going to happen. 